This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. A Kangaroo Fern production. Coming up next on that podcast exchange. We need to share messages with our audience that's going to be impactful, make a difference in something, give them a win, show them the way of something. And how we can do that is speak to that one person and speak to them as if we're sitting across the table like we are now. I believe that your content should be consumed in a way that's going to help your listeners. So your listeners are going to be impacted by your message. That's going to spark something emotionally inside of them and make them take action on something. You're listening to that Podcast Exchange. The show that will provide you valuable information and advice from world-class podcast experts to teach you the best practices to be successful in podcasting. The show for early-stage podcasters and service providers to give them the latest trends, news, and new opportunities in the podcast industry. Now, on to the show with your host, Miko Santos, the founder of Kangaroofer Media Lab. Hello, Pod Fiesta community. Welcome to another episode of That Podcast Exchange. And welcome to the season four of our podcast. I can't believe it's almost season four now, four years now. We're doing this podcast. And our today's guest, she is an international speaker, avid traveler, mom of two, podcast producer, and host of Amplify You and Blissful Parenting Podcast. Please welcome... Michelle Abraham. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you, Miko. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Thank you for your time, Michelle. So the first time I saw Michelle, Emit, was during the Freedom Summit. So I think it's a couple of years ago with, yeah. with the Freedom. It's a long time. Yeah. So three years ago, maybe? <laughs> yeah, three years ago. Yeah. And because of that, I was into the podcasting industry because during that time, I'm building my podcast network and I don't know what to do. And then I connect with Michelle and that's it. And the rest is history. So Michelle helped me a lot on my podcasting journey. All right. So to our listening audience who's watching the show again, Michelle, I know some of them doesn't know you. And who is Michelle Abraham, aside from voted the last two years of podcast magazine list of top 50 moms in podcasting? Who am I outside of there? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm a mom. I'm a girl guide leader. (laughs) I uh, live in a really small community called Madeira Park, just outside of there. I actually live on a lake where my husband and I, we drive a boat to get to our car. So we live completely off the grid and on acres of lakefront property where we moved from the city out here so that we can have a life that's more connected to our family and more connected to nature. And that's how we run our business from there. So that's a little bit about me outside of the podcasting world. All right. So how did you start that, the Amplify You? Yeah. So I started Amplify You officially about five years ago, but 
I was already doing things in the podcasting space under a different brand name. It was called Create Launch Market. And what that was, was my consulting business where we were helping people launch podcasts, publish books, do online courses, build their funnels. That's a lot of things and too many things. So I didn't see any much success until we rebranded, dropped everything and focused on podcasting. And that's when we started to see a lot more success and also get a little bit more focused in what we were doing. <laughs> so focus on what are you doing? What do you mean with that one? Yeah. So what we do in, po- in Amplify You is we help podcasters. Well, we help actually, we help authors, coaches, speakers, wellness professionals who have something called a big impact message or something, a mission or something they're really passionate about that they want to get out into the world. And so what we do is we help them with strategy and planning their podcasts and then launching their podcasts. Then once they're launched, we focus on taking care of everything so that they can record. And then after that, we also offer podcast management or podcast management, podcast monetization, and also helping them get found and other booked as guests on other shows. But the foundation of everything we do is we help people find their voice, get clarity in their voice and amplify their voice to the world. All right. So for our early stage podcaster, so we know we both doing the podcast management. So mm-hmm. for early stage podcaster who doesn't know what to do and how do they create like a listening worthwhile content? It's a great question. So I believe that your content should be consumed in a way that's going to help your listeners. So your listeners are going to be impacted by your message. That's going to spark something emotionally inside of them and make them take action on something. So to rewind a little bit, to get back into what we need to say as a podcaster is we need to share messages with our audience. That's going to be impactful, make a difference in something, give them a win, show them the way of something. And how we can do that is speak to that one person speak to them as if we're sitting across the table, like we are now, instead of them speaking to many. So speak to that one person. And typically if you think about it, oftentimes the problem that our listeners are trying to solve with something that we've already solved or gone through in our own lives or our guests have done the same. So that's how we find that you make podcasts more transformational and the information and the content within the podcast more impactful and meaningful is by really addressing that singular person and sharing with them some wins and giving them some things that they can then feel like they've gotten tons of value from their show, just like you do on this show. So transformational episode, what is that? So I'm just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that so a new thing? That is a new thing. That is, well, it's not a new thing. It's, it's just something that Evans, one of my business partners and I, who have kind of really looked at what's working in podcasting, what's not working and what is working. And we like, I, I just want to share this with your audience because they might be all different kinds of podcasters. The podcasters we specifically work with have a business they're entrepreneurs and they want to connect their podcast back to their business. So, you know, we're not sports podcasts or comedy podcasts or, or podcasts that, you know, want to make a business from the actual content, like hired actors and those kind of things. So it's a very small, small <laughs> kind of podcasting that we're talking about here. But what we're talking about is the impact and making a difference in the listener's life. So transforming your listener 
as they're listening. And so we have a formula for how you do that throughout the episodes by saying specific things in the framework over the first few episodes so that the listener gets to know you, the host, before you start bringing on other experts and other people as guests. It's one mistake I made in my podcast right from the beginning is not allowing my listeners to get to know me as the person I am, as the host, before I started sharing the stage with everybody else. So you say you have to have your niche and your actual customer avatar first before you do everything. That's an interesting question. <laughs> and I have a couple of different answers for it. So I, I think that you need to have someone in mind as to who you want to speak to. But I think you also need to be flexible because podcasting is very, very much, per- there's a lot of personal development that happens. I'm sure you'd agree that as a host, you grow a lot as a person because you're learning. I mean, I'm a great parent now because of all the podcasting, the podcasting, the parenting states, all the parenting experts I've interviewed, I've got some lot of coaching. And so I think as your time goes on in a podcast, you start to uh, get more clear in your message, your voice gets stronger. And then you can kind of refine and redirect your, your perfect avatar. So it doesn't need to be perfect out of the gate. I think it, it could change and grow. And where we see a lot of things happening right now is in a relaunch. So instead of pod fading, closing a show, stopping a show, you can look at it as doing another season. You can look at it being more focused, getting more clarity and more instead of stopping, continuing on, but just do maybe new branding, new intro, new outro with a new focus. So what is your advice for people who is starting a podcast and then after three or six episodes, they just gone, just a pod fade. I know we have almost 2 million podcasts now, but most of them are not really active. So what's your advice for them? You have to have a passion or they need to know the podcast is not easy to do. I think there's a couple of different things of what stops people in their tracks. One is maybe they just heard they needed a podcast. They went out there, they got started, they took action, which is, which is awesome. But then as they started going, they realized that it's not really what they wanted to talk about. So instead of taking that moment, like I just said, to refresh, relaunch, refocus, they just stop. That's one thing I see. The other thing I can, I've noticed is that It also could potentially be the amount of time it takes to actually manage the podcast ongoing. So one of the reasons, and then you and I have talked about this before, is one of the reasons we started podcast management, and you feel, I think, the same way, is to support people beyond that launch. There's so many programs out there that teach people how to launch. And then it's like, okay, you're launched. See you later. Like, (laughs) thanks for coming out. And that's, I think, when people go, what? Like, I don't know how to do any of this, like, <laughs> but, and so I think we both have got businesses that really support people so that they can focus on what they do best, which is the content creation. That's their zone of genius, not the podcast, editing, publishing, promoting social media stuff, graphics. Like that's our genius. That's our team stuff, right? Yours and mine. And, I, and that's why I love supporting people in that because it allows them to continue on <laughs> where I think a lot of other people don't have that kind of support. They just like give up and feel like, oh my gosh, you're spending so many hours a month working on their podcast. They added up the other day. I think it was about four hours a week. The average person is spending on the podcast. That's was that 16 hours of timing your business, where if you focus on income generating activities for 16 hours a month in your business, I bet that would 10x the amount of money it costs to have a podcast manager. (laughs) 
Third grade. So they have to have their clarity or it can be like a planning, a long planning is not just like, I have an idea, let's do this. So you have to have a plan and your clarity for who is your audience. Yeah. And I think getting some support, get it, find a podcast coach or take a podcast course or find an expert who's done it or some, a friend who's already done it or join a network, find someone that's already doing what you want to do and let them help you. Because when you have the support, it's going to help you with the clarity and the strategy. Also, there's a lot of strategy that goes behind in the planning of a podcast to make it really work. If you don't have any of that strategy, you're probably going to pod feed. Like so many shows, I think what I've heard recently is that there's 700,000 active podcasts where there's actually 2.7 million podcasts now. It's just going crazy. There's been, when I was uh, looking back at the stats, I think four years ago, it was about half a million podcasts out there. It's crazy how fast it's grown. So what do you think will be happening on podcasting now in two to five years time? Is this going to be, as of now, we, it's still in infancy, they consider it infancy. But what do you think in the future for this platform? I'd be also curious to know what your thoughts are on this particular topic too. And I'm going to turn the question back to you in a second. I think that everyone's going to have a podcast soon. I think everyone who has a business is going to realize that they need to have an audio way of connecting with people because people are on the go wherever they go. Time and attention is your most valuable asset. And when you have a platform that you can speak to your audience with, but they can take you with them wherever they go. I think that the huge opportunity there for podcasters, for businesses, specifically entrepreneurs and and businesses to be able to to speak to their audience in a way and having a podcast, I think is going to be like a mandatory thing, like a website as we go into the future. What do you think? Well, I totally agree with you. And also I think even the video podcast is now growing as well. And even mm-hmm. the Spotify now, they have a special sort of podcaster trying a video podcast as well on, on Spotify platform. And I think yeah. it's going to be great because there's a lot of platform now coming up to make podcaster easy to, to collaborate, to post their podcast as well. Yeah, I have also noticed uh, YouTube is spending a lot more attention on their podcast. And they're realizing a lot of the content on YouTube is podcasts. And also we now have the ability to get our podcasts on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. And so using then now getting the video podcast version, which is how we recommend everyone record anyways, it just gives you so much more options. Now you can get those onto into 35 million homes across the US alone and North America alone on smart TVs and, and the rest of the world that just is amplified so much more. Yeah, we agree. As a podcaster as well, and as a agency owner as well, what do you think about people on on YouTube, content creator on YouTube, are doing podcasting now? Is that good for us because we're gonna get more audience on on podcasting space, or, and because of that, the podcasting will go more a mainstream? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think that putting your podcast directly onto YouTube without doing anything to it. So just audio format with an image. I don't think that really does a lot for you. I don't think it really supports your message or your mission at all. What I would suggest doing is taking a good like five minute clip from your show. Maybe when you're recording it, you have a segment that's five minutes or seven minutes 
maybe a more of a how-to that really does well on the platform. I think just putting content on a platform for the sake of putting content on the platform will get you some listeners or get you some more viewers, but I think making it applicable to how they do content on the platform. So YouTube loves how-to videos. I mean, my husband spends all his time on YouTube learning how to fix different things in our house. And so the how-to content's really good there. So I think Yes, putting it over there is good. I think it's going to help us. There's also a lot of content over there. So how do you stand out and and how are you different? I think one is having that very specific call to action in your content, but also maybe shorter clips that then you can refer people back to the whole episode. I mean, I think visual people are on YouTube, audio learners are on listen by audio. So I think you kind of got to play with both of those. So just putting an audio thing with a stagnant picture on a video platform probably is not going to help our show tons it's good to just be there but if you want to really make it work for you i think you need to put a little bit more effort into it all right so you're saying it's just a short clip so that they can go to the actual podcast platform instead of the video it could yeah i think that works well also i think putting your whole video podcast on there works well I think the more things that you can put on YouTube, the better. <laughs> so maybe you do all three. Maybe you do an, a videogram clip, a five-minute clip, and the full clip. I think the more things out there, the better. Yeah, that's a hard work. <laughs> I like people. Yeah. So next question I have is that, so some YouTubers are doing podcasts now. Is that good for us? Sure, yeah. I think YouTubers have tons of viewers. And if they're doing podcasts, that's just bringing more people, more listeners to the podcasting space. And I think that's good for us. I don't think that means that it's more saturated or it's, you know, there's no, there's no room anymore for you in the podcast space. I think having YouTubers become podcasters is a great thing. Thank you for that. So we, let's go back to your podcasting business. So what was the one thing that really helped your business taking off? The number one thing is when I focused, I dropped everything that I was doing and focused on doing one thing, and that was podcasting. So the second we focused on the one thing is we got very clear on that. So that's where we really came out of the gates doing well. The second thing that was the next reiteration of that or more refining of that is that when we one day said, We only want to work with people who are creating a movement and want to make an impact in the world. Those are the only clients we work with. Since then, <laughs> the business has gotten a lot more successful because we're very specific about who we work with. Being so specific like that, we have like no refunds. We have very little client issues, like zero. And we also have our clients are a massive referral machines. So they refer so many people because we speak their language, we understand them and we can work with them. So when we figured out who it is that we want to work with, I was just in a room today. We did a three hour workshop this morning, planning your workshop. There was 20 of them and all 20 of them shared their stories, the similarities and the, the connections that were made in that room, because we attract similar kind of people was incredible. Like all heart-centered, kind people out there making an impact, whether it be in wellness and business and wherever, whatever space, spirituality, whatever space it is. So it was really cool to just have that reiterated this morning, even as that was a very smart decision a couple of years ago that we, we said that. All right. Thank you for that. So I know some virtual assistant also watching and listening 
on, on the show as well. What what is your advice to them if they are wanted to become a podcast manager, a podcast producer? What do you think the skills they need to be like you? So in our business, <laughs> we've created some, some unicorns. <laughs> so all of our podcast managers actually do the audio editing, video editing, and the graphic design. So, and then the show notes too. So I think my opinion on this, this is, might not be the popular opinion out there, is that if you can do all of those skills, you're going to be so much more valuable to your client than just doing the editing. Because if you just do the editing, that's great, but then they need to find someone else that does everything else. So as a VA, if you can create a plan or create a system that includes the start to finish of the show, and then give the clients something to give back to their guests to promote or them to promote, or even promote for them on social media, you're helping take off a lot of things off of their plate rather than just one piece of the puzzle. Thank you for that. What is your personal definition of success? Wow, that's a great question. My personal definition of success is that you feel at peace inside. So you feel at peace, fulfilled, and whatever you're doing does not feel like work. <laughs> I think that's when the success comes. The money will come if all those things are in a line. So it's those three things, I think, that really allow you to, to be successful. So in line with the successful, as an early stage podcaster, how would you advise them to taking off of being a successful? Because some of them, the definition of successful, some of them are more downloads, but other, it's not. My goal in my podcast is not downloads. I mean, downloads are nice, but I challenge those who are chasing the download numbers to think about your podcast in maybe a slightly different way. I use my podcast as a tool in my business. It's one of the most successful tools in my business because I can leverage the, the platform to create relationships. So my business is all, I think business relationships is a currency of the future. And I think creating those relationships through your podcast is what moves the needle on your business growth and success. So I'd focus on the relationships, the type of people that you are in bringing on your show to interview, the type of shows you're creating and the, you know, bringing on your clients, your success stories, your friends, your family, those are all okay. Like that's what the relationships that are created in the podcast are awesome. So how's to be the same value that you are creating? It's mm -hmm. not just everywhere. That's right. All right. Thank you for that. So my last question for you is if you have a billboard to write one short piece of advice to all our listeners, what would you say? I would say your uniqueness is your genius. So that means that you are you. And even though someone else also speaks about entrepreneurship, same as you do, the way you do it and your experiences in your past makes you unique and will attract people to you so much more. So there's a space for you. So your uniqueness is your genius is what I would say. And then the other thing I would say, if I get, I have two billboards, second billboard, <laughs> second billboard is 
If you're not embarrassed by your first few episodes, you waited too long to get it out there. <laughs> Those are my two billboards for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, uh, Michelle. So to our listening audience, where can they contact you online? Sure. Yeah, I like to see that I'm the best kept secret out there because my website has been not working for about a year. <laughs> so I have a I have a, a place that you can go and check out some of the shows that we work with. It's called AmplifyYouNetwork.com. But you can also friend me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram at AmplifyYou.ca. And we are here, always somewhere around. Thank you so much, Michelle. So all the links will be on the show notes. So please visit Michelle. And happy to help you with everything as long as about podcasting. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the day and see you again for another episode of That Podcast Exchange in two weeks' time. See ya. Hello, Humanista. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time. If you enjoyed this episode, Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted in the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. If you think others could benefit from listening, please share it on your socials. And if you're a new listener, then thank you so much for checking out the show. And don't forget you can find all resources, links at the show note down below. Since you're listening to this, I can tell you that you truly are dedicated to making a podcast that is a game changer for you, your listener, and scales your influence and message to the masses. For that, I want to give you the Art of Podcasting course for free. To get that course, go to kangaroofirm.com slash free course. Again, that is kangaroofirm.com slash free course. If you'd like to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page and the link will be on our show notes. By the way, if you're looking to start your own podcast, our friend from Kangaroo Firm Media Lab can help you achieve that. Check their website at kangaroofirm.com. Again, thank you for listening. This is Miko Santos. See you in two weeks' time. Check out this trailer for the upcoming episode. A Kangaroo Fern Production. Coming up next on That Podcast is Change. Creating a podcast, launching it is another thing. Promoting it is another thing. So you, you don't forget the other side of it, which is the marketing part. And that is where the social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, will play a part. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcasts and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com.